Hello, all you cinephiles, cinefreaks, and cinemaniacs. Welcome to another cage-tastic episode of Cinema Smackdown, the sequel. My name is Michael, and with me, as always, are my fellow stuntmen, Greg and Tyler. Hi! Hey there! The three of us are obsessed with movies. We're so obsessed, we made this podcast about it. We take two similar movies and pit them against each other in a fight for ultimate glory! The three of us will comb through every aspect of these movies to finally answer the ultimate double feature question, which one's better? And today we have the battle of the cage match. It's a prison plane versus a prison oil rig. A reserved Alabama con versus a crazy two-faced terrorist. Cyrus the virus versus Caster Troy. You guessed it. Buckle up for an action-packed episode. It's Con Air versus Face Off. All right. Oh, baby. Shake your ass. Watch yourself. Shake your ass. Watch yourself. <laughs> Show me what you're working with. What are we working with today? Oh, man. We got Con Air and Face Off. Ooh, boy. And guess what, guys? What? What? We've made it to our last battle. Our last Face Off, would you say? Wow. What an appropriate movie to have in our last Battles. So let's talk about all of our previous battles and how that relates to next week's episode, Ooh. the season finale. So if you've been listening, you know we're doing a bracket. That's what we're doing. So all of the winners of the past episodes, which include, let's see if I get it right this time, All right, Men in Black, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, The Matrix, Heathers, Unforgiven, Nightmare on Elm Street, Last week's winner, which was Blazing Saddles, and then this week's winner will form the Elite Eight bracket of next week, which will be the finale. Woo! Oh my God, I can't believe we've I can't we've come this far. Yeah, we've seen how many movies is that? What's eight times eight? Eight times? I think it's just sixteen. Eight times two. Eight times two. That's what I meant. So that was a test for you, and you passed. Congratulations. We're not math majors. Math. Can't even spell math. We're movie majors, kind of. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, man. I want to know a little bit about what these movies are about. Okay, well, I can fulfill that dream for you. This is Disneyland, and I'm fulfilling your wish. Con Air is about a newly paroled ex-con and former U.S. Ranger named Cameron Poe who finds himself trapped in a prisoner transport plane when the passengers seize control. Whoa. Yeah. Spooky scary. I know. If I had a dime. If, that um, you were in that situation? Yeah. Just <laughs> oh, every yeah. Tell me single about it. week. Oh, it's the same Does thing. this ever happen to you? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been on a prisoner transport plane when the passengers tried to seize control? All right. Every uh, Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. 
So welcome to me telling you about Face Off. <laughs> so welcome. Um, to foil a terrorist plot, an FBI agent undergoes facial transplant surgery to assume the identity of the criminal mastermind who murdered his only son. But the criminal wakes up prematurely and seeks revenge. You couldn't even say that with a straight face. I, I know. saw you laugh. I was yeah. laughing through it. <laughs> facial transplant surgery. Prematurely. Mm-hmm. You know what though? A lot of synopsis that we've read don't fully, you know, get the the idea of the movie across. That is perfectly dumb and exciting. That's yeah. exactly what the movie is. Yeah. Right. Dumb and exciting. Yeah. And I also love how it says his only son when he also has another child. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's but like, the yeah, daughter. His only son, but he's like, oh, fuck her. But the daughter. I mean, come yeah. on. She's a daughter. Ugh. I mean, uh, spoilers. He gets a replacement son, so it's all good. <laughs> that looks exactly like the other kids. <laughs> yeah. <So dumb. laughs> It's beautiful. Oh, boy. Well, Michael, Michael cried at the end of that. I did. It's very um, touching. So I want to know who's in these movies and who made them. So the director of Face Off, I'm going to start with Face Off here. The director is John Woo. He did movies Mission Impossible 2 and Broken Arrow. Woo! Yeah. Also very insane action movies. John Woo! Uh, it was written by Mike Werb. That's his last name. Uh, he did The Mask. <gasps> with oh, oh Greg, Greg just got a half chub. Uh huh. That's one of my favorite movies, and I'm holding it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-huh. Uh And he also wrote Tomb Raider with Angelina Jolie. Okay. It was also written by a man called Michael Collery, starring Nick Cage, John Travolta, Joan Allen, Gina Gershon, John Carroll Lynch, and the Margaret Cho. The Margaret Cho. Uh. Con Air was directed by Simon West, who, guess what? Directed- it's from the East. Oh, what Whoa. a twist. <laughs> Let's cut that out. Yeah. I'm no. leaving it. No, leave it in. <laughs> that was comedy gold. He directed Tomb Raider. <gasps> so the writer of Face Off and the director of Con Air did Tomb Raider. Wow. With Angelina Jolie. I can't say her fucking name. I know. Name. You need to go back to school What's or happening something. to me? Angelina Jolie. <laughs> My tongue's getting in the way. Uh-huh. It happens. It happens. Written by Scott Rosenberg, who did Gone in 60 Seconds, and the new Jumanji. Whoa. Yeah, with Dwayne the Rock. Also referred to as New Manji. New Manji. It is starring Nick Cage. Yeah. John Cusack. Yep. John Malkovich. Yes, he is. Ving Rames. Dave Chappelle. Woo. Danny Trejo. Yeah. Monica Potter. And the Steve Buscemi. Wow, what a cast. What a crazy cat. Both of these have kind of an insane cast. Ensembles. Is there anything fun and factual about these movies? I want to know that too. Oh, you guys want to know some fun facts? Yes. Here we go, here we go. I'm going to start with Con Air. So there's a song that plays throughout that movie in the beginning and at the very end. Does it play in the beginning? Yeah, yeah. When he's he's at the bar with his his baby girl. I was paying attention. The song is written by Trisha Yearwood. It's called How Do I Live? It's very slow. It's a beautiful ballad over this action movie. Quite the juxtaposition. Sing it for us, Greg. How do I live without you? That song, whether you love or hate it, you're right, because it was nominated for both an Oscar and a Razzie. How was that year? (laughs) How is this possible? Best original song. Worst original song. Oh my what? God. 
Isn't wow, it? that was really it was uh, really divided. There was division, much like the United States of America. <laughs> I feel like that's what I'm comparing. That it's song like a metaphor to. for these movies in Nick Cage. You don't know if it's good or bad. It's yeah, both. that is true. You know, I remember yeah. listening to that song at pools. Like I really feel like that song played like at the public swimming pool. in a pool. Yeah, like they, that was How one of the songs. Do I live without you. Let's let ooh, who sings ooh. that again? Trisha Yearwood. Yeah, let's let her oh, do it. Oh, you got us. You got <laughs> us. Got me there. You well, said beat. I got you guys. Another fact. So at the end of that movie, Con Air, spoilers, they crash into Vegas. What? Right? And there is a real hotel that was really destroyed in the making of that movie. <gasps> so the Sands Hotel in Vegas at the time was already set to be demolished. And the film crew was like, hold up, hold up. Can we get in there and kind of <laughs> destroy it ourselves on camera? And they're like, sure, yeah, have at it. So oh a lot of that destruction you see is real. Wow, that's awesome. What a fun job to do as a producer, too, to be like, okay, this is going to be demolished. This hotel is going to be demolished. So let's get in there, ask them for permits, get yeah. in there and do that. That's fun. They should have just blown up all of Vegas. Yeah, yeah honestly, it, the world would be better for it. You're starting to sound like Caster Troy. Yeah. I'm Caster Troy, played yeah. by Nicolas Cage. Which brings me to my next fact. <laughs> this fact, by the way, I don't usually reveal my sources, but I'm going to read this directly from IMDb because the wording of this cracks me up. Nicolas Cage traveled to Alabama to work on his accent. It is, however, one of the worst renditions of a Southern accent in film history. <laughs> that's such it's an not opinion. Not even a fact. It's an opinion. Yeah, that's how it's written. But I love that it was written in perpetuity as a fact. It's, it is, however, one of the worst renditions of a. Southern it honestly accent. is the probably. I don't worst. know. Have you guys ever been to Alabama? That's how they sound. No, uh, it's not. I have been to Alabama, and they don't sound like Nick Cage. I can't even pretend to begin. It sounded like yeah, it sounded like someone who <laughs> Greenbow, Alabama. Someone who wanted to do Southern, but also got listened to something Australian right before he started. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he got confused, and then just listened to a bunch of Nick Cage tapes, and yeah. then it all blended together. He just sounds like a dickhead. A dickhead. Point. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm gonna move on to some Super. fun facts about Face Off. So. Here are some possible pairings we almost got for this movie instead of Travolta and Nick Cage. Give them to me. Originally, they wanted Schwarzenegger and Stallone. <gasps> that would have been... that. What an interesting yeah. pair. I feel yeah. like their faces are, or at least their bone structure is more similar, so you could suspend a little bit more disbelief. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're both burly men. Sure, sure. And when they decided that's not going to go, they thought about briefly Harrison Ford and Michael Douglas. They okay. also kind of look the same. Sure. Then they thought about Bruce Willis and Alec Baldwin. Nice. And then they moved on to the idea, and I really love this one, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Steven Seagal. Okay. That would have been such a terrible movie. Pretty zany. I mean, this movie's already zany. Yeah, but, but you, got, terrible. you got fun acting and then, which, bad acting. Uh, there's one more. There's one more, and this one's kind of mind-blowing. Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Oh, gosh. That would have been incredible. At that time, like they were in their 30s. Well, they had just done heat. Yeah, maybe like mid 40s, something like that. I don't know. It's, that, I don't know. That would have been that would have been incredible. These would all be very different movies. Cause I kind of want to see all of them. I want to see uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and and yeah, um, yeah. I think that would have been perfect casting. Who to, was the second one? Stallone. 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 Yeah. yeah, The Expendables. Yes, essentially. 
So at first, Nicolas Cage did not want to do this movie, Face Off. He adamantly turned down the role because he had no interest in playing villains. Then they told him that he'd actually be playing the hero for most of the movie, and he immediately signed on. <laughs> he was wow. like, oh, yeah, sure. Why wouldn't he want to play the villain? The villains are the best. That's what I don't get. He makes the craziest choices, and yet he refuses to be a villain? I didn't think he turned down roles. Right? I thought he just kind of like was like, there's a script on my desk. I'll do it. And I'm pretty sure yeah. he's been villains before and after. He was just in a period of like, no, I'm, all, I'm only going to be the hero. Has he ever played a villain? He just sits and looks at himself in the mirror and says, despite all my rage, <laughs> I'm still <laughs> just Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I am sure he's played a villain, right? I don't know. I don't know. That's for you, he the audience, He feels like to find a villain out. in every, I mean, even when he's the hero, he feels uh, a little scary, a little on edge. I'm you know? I'm uncomfortable. His mostly. choices right? Perfect. Beautiful choices. Chef's kiss. Here's some choices for you. Cage and Travolta spent two weeks together before filming to learn how to play each other. They decided on specific gestures and vocal cadences for each character that could be easily mimicked. That's wow. I, you know, one complaint I have about that movie is that John Travolta kind of plays Nick Cage in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I feel like they settled into playing each other, but weren't always sure when to turn it on and when to turn it off. It was yeah, the Batman. I did not get that. The ba- yeah, the yeah, Batman Forever that. syndrome with Tommy Lee Jones trying to match right that Jim Carrey energy. I could see Travolta kind of trying to do a Nick Cage, but then I saw Nick Cage really just trying to do a Nick Cage. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't get Travolta yeah. from him at all. Yeah, I didn't. I would never have known that they even talked before filming this movie. Yeah, I, yes, they I may agree. had never seen each other ever. Yeah, it, it doesn't really show. But you know what? They did the work. It's they kind of it. like his accent work on Con Air. Like, yeah, he put in the work. He went to Alabama, spent some time there. And you can't came see back. the work. You can't see a product of it, but it's there. <laughs> He's like, he I can go it. to Alabama. That's a tax write off. <laughs> <laughs> Well, those were fun, and they were facts. They were, yep. and they were done by Fink. That's what we do. I have a game I want to play, and it's less of a game and more of us talking about this thing that I'm about to introduce. Ooh. <laughs> um, so these movies are about heroes, right? There's mm-hmm. very, very much hero energy in both of these movies. Big hero energy. Yeah. Big B B H E. That's hard yeah. to say. B H E. I could use a BHE right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I didn't even mean that to be so good, but it worked. Okay, so we're going to do a segment called We Can Be Heroes. We right? can be heroes. So I want to know a time in your life where you felt like a hero or you were a hero to somebody else, no matter how big or small. You know, this it's not the size that matters. It's the motion of the ocean. Hell yeah, so man. So I want to know, have you ever been a hero? This is tough because I'm usually not a hero. I'm a I'm a coward and a follower. And yeah, that's brave of Which you to admit. Which is what we're gonna put on your right? ep- your epitaph. <laughs> we'll read coward and follower. Yeah, there's no shame. He in didn't it. see that bus coming. <laughs> yeah, you're still alive. That's all. Yeah, because of my cowardice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your choices have kept you're you right. alive, my friend. Oh, I, I do actually have one just popped into my head. Okay, here we go. Um, so. Back in the day when I lived in Cincinnati, I worked at an amusement park mm-hmm. uh, called Paramount Kings Island. Funny enough, my favorite ride there, Face Off. Whoa. The Face Off ride, no Whoa. joke. What? They had Face Off ride, they had 
They had Top Gun. They were all movie rides. What kind of ride was Face Off? Uh, it goes one way and then the other way. Oh, like goes, a Face Off. Yeah, the Travolta way and then the Cage way. <laughs> it was very fun. Were there just pop-up uh, characters of, of each character at the no, end? No, just okay. the poster was everywhere in line. Yeah, I don't like that ride But this much, story's though. not about the Face Off ride. Sorry. It's about when you know I was working in the entertainment department with my friend Jay and- Anytime we were on a break when we weren't, you know, working, we would just sneak around the whole amusement park and go into any places that said, you know, no trespassing or employees only. We were like, we're employees. This sounds like villainy to me. So far, but there's a twist. <laughs> so we are, we go to this like backstage area of the Fest House, which is like this big dining hall where everyone's eating. And we're on the other side of this curtain upstairs kind of and there's all sorts of props in this little backstage area and we find a spongebob costume because <laughs> you know there are all sorts of costume characters this was i guess like an old you know non-functioning spongebob costume or something <laughs> so we each take turns putting it on playing around with it and my friend jay is in the spongebob costume and kind of having his fun dancing around back there and he almost falls through the curtain which is one story up, oh, basically, God. from where everyone is dining downstairs on the other side of the curtain. Oh, and he's gosh. like teetering on the edge, <gasps> which would have been so traumatic for everyone there because there'd be all these kids that just see SpongeBob <laughs> fall flat on his face <laughs> and lie there lifeless. And then maybe a man gets out or maybe my friend Jay would die. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, my God. But at the last second, I'm able to grab him from falling and pull him back to safety. Did you grab the necktie? No, I grabbed, Bob? there's like stiff little arms of the costume, so I grabbed the SpongeBob arms and just pull SpongeBob into me, into my warm embrace. Wow, oh then did you guys kiss? And then we kissed, it was like a romantic yeah. end of a movie. And yeah, I we sort of like almost ruined the day, but then I sort of saved the day. It was us yeah. being pieces of shit. I mean, you but... saved your friend essentially. That's yeah. pretty heroic. Yeah, but we also should have been there in the first place. Sure, but that's the fun of being a but, teenager. But you were yeah. a teen, right? right? What would SpongeBob do? What would SpongeBob do? Well, I have a much <laughs> different story. I um, I encountered a bear. <gasps> what? Yeah. Uh, gay pride? I, no, not that kind of bear. <laughs> this is a much different bear. The, okay, the, the real life kind. The real life kind. Um, I was on a hike with Jen, my wife, uh, her mother, and my daughter, and uh, I turned the corner, and there's a big old mama bear, black bear, <gasps> just chilling. And I'm like, oh, no, we're going to turn around. Just like that simple. I was like, okay, no, we got to go back. We're going back to the car. And I turn everybody around, and... She runs up, like I'm talking charging, uh. right in front of us, and a little a baby black bear. I say baby, but it's like a juvenile. It was almost the size as the mother as the mother. Yeah. And that bear runs right past us. Now this trail that we're on is on a cliff, so there's no way to like kind of move out of the way of this bear. So we at that point had the baby bear on one side of us, the juvenile bear, and the mama bear on the other side of us. And what do they tell you when you're encountering a bear? I don't know. Just stand don't, your ground and scream at them. Well, don't to, get to cry. Don't get in between a baby and its mother. Oh, uh, yeah. And we were in that situation. So I get big. I start like waving my arms really, really big. You get big. hard too. I got super hard. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm screaming at the at the mama bear and Jen's meanwhile taking pictures oh, during God. this whole thing. <laughs> and I'm just screaming at the mama bear, like, oh, get away and get away. And she's like confused and the baby bear won't move. 
So Jen moves over to the baby bear and she starts screaming at the baby bear. I'm screaming at the mother, mother bear. Finally, the baby bear moves out of the way and we back out slowly and we somehow escape. Oh, wow. But we had this encounter. <sighs> that was the first breath I took in that whole story. <laughs> it's, it, it was a, uh, yeah, I went home and I fell asleep because of the adrenaline of. Oh, I mean, that's terrifying. It was, yeah, it was really scary. And also, how early were you hiking? Because I feel like that's the only time the bears are out. It was like three in the afternoon. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Gross. Three in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I said ew. <laughs> but that's, my, that's my hero story. That is I fought That's a good one. I mean, that is really, really spooky. You almost got scary. killed by a bear. Yeah. The Revenant then... is about me. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Except the bear didn't have its way with you. Did uh, not. Luckily. Thank God. <laughs> There's bear sex in that movie? Kind of. Oh, well, God. it's. I haven't yeah. seen that movie either. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're missing out. I know. <laughs> it's considered a Western. Um, so. I that my hero story is uh, fairly new um, during the pandemic. A lot of people lost their jobs due mm -hmm. to COVID-19. Right. And the city of Los Angeles set up this program for people who had lost their jobs. Right. They were going to offer a two thousand dollar payment and only about fifteen hundred people in the city got it. And I was one of those people. Mm. I had applied for this program. They were going to give me the money. They were super like friendly about it and we're like great just keep us updated when i finally logged on online and saw that they were waiting for the landlords to process the payment i called my landlords and i was like hey what's up with this my landlords responded that they were just not going to take the money and i was like what so i just like fought tooth and nail really hard to i called the news i oh, wow. um did everything i could to like tell people about this because what I was upset about landlords were able to just deny the money. Like that was just something that it was a loophole so that they didn't have to like fill out paperwork. They could just say no. They could just say no. I did this interview because this woman wanted me to interview me for a newspaper about the situation. And right before I did the interview, I logged onto that site to make sure that I like had all my wits about me for the interview. And I noticed that it said that the check was being sent to me. And I was like, what? What happened? Then I got in the interview with the woman and she told me that because I went on the news because I was such a whistleblower that I made the city of Los Angeles change the way that they distributed the money to the people. Whoa. Holy shit. So they sent me a check directly and all of the people whose slumlords didn't take the money because they're pieces of shit. They got ended up getting the money, and I was the reason. Oh Good my god! For you, I know that's incredible. That's a hero story. Yeah, because yeah. in ours, like I save my dipshit friends. <laughs> yeah. You save your dipshit family, <laughs> but you save all of Los Angeles. Like I don't know if hero. I saved them, but no, I you're did Batman. give them. I am. <laughs> um, I did. I did give them. You know, the chance to maybe not be in a $2,000 hole because that right. was that's the, amazing. That was the whole that could save issue. a lot of life, like legitimately. Yeah. That, that saves the day. That's incredible. Wow, you're my hero. You're, Thanks. We can be heroes. Just for one day. Just for one day, though. It was one day. But yeah. I, now I guess two because I'm talking about it and you guys appreciate that's it. That's true. We're reliving it. I well, that it. was fun, guys. Yeah, we can be heroes. I would like to get into the discussion of Face Off and Connor yeah, now. Yeah, now that we've talked about our heroism, let's talk about the heroism in these movies. Hey, and there are heroes and villains. Sure. What good movie doesn't have a hero and a villain? So uh, I watched Face Off with Fink. And that was a funny experience. That's me. I'm Fink. Yeah, this is Greg. And his name is also Fink. Fink. Greg Fink. Okay. 
Um, but it was it was a fun experience. It was a goofy movie. Mm-hmm. Insane. The acting choices are insane. Oh yeah. Anytime and, you have a Nick Cage movie, there's going to be and John Travolta kind of he makes wild choices. Both yeah. of them. I had never seen either of these movies. I did grow up in the '90s. I just I guess wasn't watching action movies. No, um, I guess as not. Much. Well, but this I, was '97. We've talked about how much you love Titanic, so you were distracted. Yeah. Oh yeah, in I was fully. You had two tapes to, yeah, to go through. I was mm-hmm. as far inside DiCaprio as I could get. Um, <laughs> you wanted no part of Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't blame you if you have to choose between DiCaprio and Cage. Right. He, he definitely had a better haircut in Titanic than he did in Face Off. Yeah, Greg and I were talking about uh, Nicolas Cage's haircut in um, Face Off, and it is questionable. It's weird. It's like a yeah. rotten priest. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is a rotten priest in that beginning the scene. Rotten right. priest. Yeah, but, but yeah, it, it was. But I feel like very hip, cool kids could pull that haircut off wasn't there there was a time in the 90s when people would push their hair and yes make bit, like small and have little small bangs mm-hmm. but when you have that nick cage recession it just looks especially <laughs> doesn't work odd you know <laughs> like that's just not the it really looked like you know when you create like a wee character or one of those characters online it's like one of those weird haircuts you choose like, yeah. yeah you're right little, if yeah. you just want your character to look insane. Yeah. <laughs> which is what Nick Cage goes for in every movie. I want my biggest, character to look insane. Just the biggest forehead. Oh, yeah. It's a five head. If but you will. this movie starts with one of the funniest moments I've ever seen on screen is where Nick Cage is kind of in a priest outfit mm-hmm. and he's like dancing and there's for some reason a massive choir at the at the LA Convention Center just chilling just doing just people are walking by they're not yeah. watching it they're just it, there's a giant choir they're just singing wait the this crowd. is after he the begin very beginning is yeah, like the, a bomb. the opening credits are still rolling over this. This is like yeah. both oh, of these started with the shooting of the little boy. I mean, it does. Yeah, it that does is the first thing. I guess there's a lot of okay. opening credits. Oh my See, God. this is a mess. Both it's already a mess. <laughs> so both of these movies jam pack so much information into the first five minutes. It's hard to keep track. Yeah. It, it is just so front loaded. Both of them. The opening scene at the carousel is at Griffith Park. Right? Yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yes. wild. That's what I thought. Oh Nick Cage has this little porno mustache. He's sipping. <laughs> from a a Coca-Cola with a straw. (laughs) It's like, you know, in the middle of Griffith Park, he shoots this kid. It opens with a child being Being murdered immediately. Insane. That was, yeah, pulled at my heartstrings for sure. What a choice. What? And then, yeah, he's at the convention center. He's dressed as a priest. He's molesting a a, a choir singer who seems to be into it. Makes the weirdest face that is now a meme everywhere. Right? That's him coming, I think. I think. Is what that's supposed to be. Is he just going, oh. It looks like an O face to me. Oh, God. A a cage O face. Cage. (laughs) Yeah. What are you doing? It's pretty wild. (laughs) Must have blacked that out. (laughs) There is just. So many choices happening. It goes into the science of them actually taking the face off of each other. Yeah, I mean that's like that. a full twenty minutes later after a lot of other bonkers information. But like that—that's when we start getting into the good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, Nick Cage is a assassin, a bad guy, a real scoundrel, a terrorist. If you will. If a you terrorist. Will. He's a terrorist, and John Travolta plays a FBI agent. Correct, mm-hmm. and. He is hell strong on bringing down Nicolas Cage's character mm-hmm. because he murdered his son. Correct. Right, right. Yes. So that's where we're at. Nicolas Cage 
gets shot. He gets caught. He gets, gets caught. caught in the movie. Yeah, they then... have like a fight. First of all, there's a crazy action scene with like airplanes and jet propulsion stuff that would be the end of a lot of other movies. And it, it, it felt like And the we're end. like 15 minutes in where Nick Cage's character gets blown away by some <laughs> jet propulsion right, thing. Right, 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 right. And okay, that puts yeah. him into a coma, right? Which right. is kind of like the inciting incident, I guess, of this yes. movie. Um, it's a wild scene. And then the FBI team's like, okay. We need a, he put a bomb somewhere in the city of Los Angeles, and Los Angeles will blow up if we don't figure it out. So in, you know what we're going to do? It's in eight days, by the way. He sets a bomb. Like, why? Why not just set the bomb days. for, like, tomorrow? 24 <laughs> hours is a good amount. But, like, no, I'm going to set a bomb for over a week from now right? so that they have plenty of time to find it and defuse it. <laughs> it's so great. Eight days. Eight days. But then they decide to do the most ridiculous thing ever. Which is take each other's face off. Off. Yeah. When I realized that this movie face off was about their faces literally coming off, I fucking screamed. Okay? I love that you went into this movie not knowing that. No, I assumed face off. Yeah. Like they were just, fighting. They were going to fight, which they did. They did. I mean, the title works on so many levels. It's really smart. It's a deep title. Because they do face off in fighting but they also face off in their faces coming off yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean i we live in los angeles where people are nipped and tucked all the time but i've never seen a facial replacement surgery Uh, on the menu right and especially when you were i mean one where you can recover in like 10 minutes you know (laughs) yeah and what were we saying that they they were like well thank god they're the same height yeah they say that in the movie change their complete height is negligible yeah height difference is negligible well, okay. And just the fact that they're taking a layer of skin and putting it on another bone structure, that doesn't make any sense. Very different bone structures, by the way. Yeah, they look nothing like, alike. Yeah. This movie seems like it was supposed to be a comedy. They should make a musical out of this. They should. They should. <gasps> we should. We're taking faces off. I face mean, off. <laughs> it would be so good and dumb because it's that. I mean, honestly, both of these movies are kind of dumb, yes. but yeah. in the best way. Like they're action packed and they're taking themselves so serious that it's like almost clownish in a way because they're so like we as the audience get to be like, haha, that's weird and dumb. And that's where it's but like they take themselves so seriously. And that's where it's like, does Nick Cage know that? Is that why he's playing so over the top? Because he knows that this movie is insane, and is that why he's playing like this, this like crazy over the top person? Because he's like, I'm gonna match what this script is giving me. I think yes. Is he an incredible actor, and we just don't know it? Well, maybe not. I think to answer your first question, yes, I think he is trying to match the craziness of the script, but he also chooses scripts that are crazy to Correct. match his energy. You're right. Um, and also, regardless of what the script is, he's going to be crazy in every movie. True. So it's just kind of just Cage doing his thing. You know? I get now. Uh, so I've never like gotten the appeal of Nicolas Cage. I've known there's always been like this weird cult following. If that's even yeah. how you yeah. describe I it. Agree with that. But there are people that like are obsessed with Nicolas Cage. And I never really got it. To me, Nicolas Cage is just that guy that was a national treasure. <laughs> and he gives some bonkers choices in that yeah. as well and i honestly yeah. didn't and even his hair re- I, I don't remember too. seeing yeah. national treasure i know that it's about a map to we're gonna steal the declaration of independence, independence. yeah 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 yeah. that's a good impression yeah you, um, you got your cage down. yeah you're caged up <laughs> cagedastic <laughs> um but i don't now i get it like seeing these two movies i'm like oh these are 
like I, I can't tell if he's amazing or terrible. It, it hurts my head. There have been countless debates on that subject of is I mean, there's so many YouTube videos. There's an episode of Community. There's just so many people who are fans of Nick Cage movies or even people who hate Nick Cage saying, is this guy good? Is he terrible? I can't tell. I cannot. And tell. the answer is both. He's terribly good and wonderfully bad. And and he steals the show of every movie that he's ever in. I mean, John Travolta is in Face Off. Is he? I didn't notice. Did you guys know that? (laughs) I did. That dimple chin. (laughs) His little butthole chin. I love it. I I do like that Travolta is making wild choices too. And he often does in a lot of different movies. But he's like really, you know, ratcheting up his wild choices to try to match Nick Cage. And he's, he's mimicking Nick Cage, which is great. What an insane movie where Travolta is doing a Nick Cage impression and Cage is kind of doing a Travolta, but mainly just a Nick Cage there's impression. Just, there's just so much to talk about just this movie because it's so insane and so much happens in two hours. It's like two hours and 30 minutes long. It's long. It's a long fucking movie. And Tell a, me about it. And a <laughs> lot of action. It just is, like I said, that that kind of like tarmac, airplane, crazy action scene that's really over the top where it crashes into the hangar. That's Wait, the beginning a, of the movie. Yes, I remember when I watched that. I remember like <laughs> you it started saying airplane. Ago. I was like uh, uh, Con Air. No, 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 Face Off. Yeah, there is airplanes <laughs> in both of these. But at but, the yeah. beginning of Face Off, w- during that fight scene, I was like, "Is this movie over? Like, yeah. what yes. is happening?" It feels like the final scene of a movie, which I give it credit for, like action. Pat John Woo, well done. A lot of action. The yeah. action woo, in this movie. John. Woo, woo, John Woo. <laughs> the action in this so movie dumb. is awesome. I mean, yeah. the the choices and everything terrible, but the action is really cool. And the boat scene at the very end is some of the best action stunts I've seen. I in, like yeah, the boat ever. chase scene. I'm a I'm a fan of boat chase scenes in general. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just fun. Like Bond. Bond has a lot Bond, of Bond, James Bond. Yes. James Bond. But no, they they put a boat through another boat. It's amazing. He's like, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna put a boat through another boat. Yeah. It's yeah, wild. We're gonna put a donut inside of a donut. <laughs> There's so many <laughs> So many bullets flying around in this Ugh. movie. So, I mean, it is so many God. doves flying around in this movie. Classic John Woo. John Travolta becoming a cuck. Yeah, yeah. That happens. Kind of, but hard. it's also John Travolta. Like it was John Travolta Cage's is. Character. This is going to be hard to keep track of yeah, who man. is Travolta oh, and Jesus who is Christ. Cage. But what? yeah, it was. What's his name? I don't know. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> it's so hard. Nicholas Cage's character. Oh, Caster Troy. Caster Troy. Caster it was Caster Troy in John yeah. Travolta's body. Correct. Yes. And he goes home and sees his daughter in her underwear. Oh, he that's tries weird. to that fuck was... the daughter, he and the daughter, the daughter is kind of into it. It's, it's so, so weird. disturbing. Yeah. So weird. It is a very weird scene. What happens after this movie? She's gonna be like all fucked up in her head. Well, not to mention, I mean, spoiler, we're jumping to the very end here, but at the very end, they bring home this strange child, John Travolta, as himself again, brings home the bad guy's son without talking to his family at all. And And he mouths to his wife, is this okay? (laughs) That was the best. And the daughter is just cool with it. There's, you know, no implication. Come on, let me show you my dead brother's room. Yeah, she's just like, I'm over my dead brother now. You can replace him. It's perfect. (laughs) And the movie ends on the wife just going, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess we have they a new touch kid now. each other's faces they, and then the, oh, the, the, the face touch. We have to talk about the face touching, the Jesus. face waterfall, if you will. I think oh it happened God. in the very beginning with the 
John Travolta and his son on the the carousel. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does do it on yes. the carousel. Yeah, so it's like a family thing that they do is they just like wipe yeah. their face with their hand from forehead to chin. Yeah, it's hard to it's a very visual thing, but it's basically, yeah, you're you're, you're limp, taking your full palm. Yeah, and just limply, deadly limply, drag it. It's dragging so your fingers down from choice. your forehead to the chin. And it was Travolta's choice. He just did that. He improvised. Makes sense. That. A lot of both of these movies I was reading was heavily improvised. Surprise, surprise. Wow. What but a like surprise. the fight scene at the end after the boat chase where they're like fighting each other with a spear, all that choreography, that whole situation was just those two actors. What if we did this? What if we did that? Not in the script at all. Just totally improvised. Wow. Because yeah. that's a smart way to go about stunts. I mean, it let's works. Let's talk about Con Yeah, Air let's, a let's move bit. that confusing, insane mess. I mean, we could talk about either one I of these honestly, movies forever. Yeah, I honestly, yeah, I didn't realize I could talk about Face Off so much, but There's a let's lot. talk about Con Air. Yeah. There's so much to get into. Con Air, Nick Cage's performance, much more grounded. <laughs> I mean, still insane. Yeah. Put the bunny. Back in the box. Yes. <laughs> Let's start at the beginning, though. Kay. Let's go. John. John. Jesus I mean, Christ. we're already. Yeah. The face off oh, has I already know. gotten in our brain. Nicholas Cage is a war. What was he? A, He's a, he was ranger. a Army He's ranger. ranger. Army ranger. It opens on like uh, like history channel footage of just like real life war scenes yes. of army rangers. It feels like propaganda of like. Yeah. GoArmy.com. Join up now. Like yes, it is an yes, army yes. of war. I was like, am I supposed to sign up for the army watching this? Yeah. You this? did actually. Oh, yeah. Surprise, they're here. Oh. <laughs> Good luck. Let's go, Greg. Oh, Good no. luck, Greg. I already said I'm a coward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then he, he goes into a bar. Yeah. With his he wife. He comes back from being deployed. Yeah. yeah. Goes to see his wife who has a bun in the oven. Yeah. yeah, barely though. She's and then like this, one week pregnant. This fucking guy comes. <laughs> this redneck up, ass motherfucker. And he's like, I hate the truth. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take he, your wife. Yeah, from he's you. like, I'm gonna I take your wife, truth. and I hate America. Yeah, he hates Nick Cage's character because he's, he's an a, army guy. You're the reason we lost. Nah. It was real little dick energy. It doesn't make sense yeah. because the guy yes. also seems to be a veteran because he says, "You're the re guys like you are the reason we lost Nam." That's so which weird. Is like, what? So he seems to be an army guy who hates Nick Cage because he's not he's a weak army man for I don't, I don't know. know what's happening. Anyway, anyway, he's a piece of shit, small town nobody and if oof, he gets he his fuck he gets his fucking nose into his skull, he's good and then Nick Cage goes to prison. Yeah. Well, that like guy, that barfly who's antagonizing him is waiting outside of the bar in the rain for seemingly hours for Nick Cage <laughs> and, the, and his wife to come out just so that- Just so he can try to kick his ass. Yeah, him and his two goons can kick his ass. Yeah, but that then, is just such little dick energy. It's I can't wild. handle it. I just want to let our audience know this is the first three minutes of the movie. Yeah, again, both of these movies are so front-loaded <laughs> with information. You're like, what is happening? But So he, Nicolas Cage, accidentally murders- no, he, yeah. he doesn't murder. He, no, he, he doesn't. Self he's self-defending himself. It makes no sense That's that he goes wild. to jail. Yeah. He's a veteran. He's a war hero. Yeah, yes. and the reason that the um, the judge says that he's going to jail is because he is so powerful <laughs> yeah. and strong that he is he's a he is like himself a weapon. The so logic. he must be he must be put away because he's a danger to I society. Mean, this movie is really about how terrible lawyers are. Because he has the worst lawyer. <laughs> just take it. The just lawyer the is like sweaty and nervous, and they're outside of the court. He's like, just just plea, and you're you're only gonna get a year. Basically, like I can't handle this case, man. I'm like. So overloaded. So and Nicholas Cage says, I'm not gonna do that because I'm not guilty. But he does plead guilty. But then he guilty. ends up pleading guilty. And, and the he gets judge eight years. And the judge who's like a good old boy in Alabama is like, because you served 
again, we hate the troops. What? And because you're an army man, your body is a lethal weapon. Yes. You're so unsafe weird. to be in this world. When, If anything, he would get less time for being a hero. We're talking about Alabama here. And defending his right. wife and unborn daughter. It's insane. Anyway, he, so go, he goes he, to jail. Yeah, he goes to jail. Seven years. Yeah, his hair gets a lot longer in the back. He reads Not books. much in the front. <laughs> he learns Spanish a lot and of origami. Yeah. Push-ups and like weird sitting push-ups. A lot and... of glycerin sprayed on him throughout the movie. Letters to, make him to look his like daughter. He's it was hot, honestly. I was like, yeah. I'll but that hair. And this is all in montage form where he's yeah. writing letters. By the way, one of the letters uh, that he gets, he reads it. You you hear the daughter is talking about all the good times. Like, I can't wait to meet you and have all the good, you know, relive all the good times we had together. They've never met each other. They've never had any good times. And and, and one one no time sense. is just like one sentence. She's like, "I have a new friend." Hey there, uh, what's your name? I don't remember her name. Yeah, I don't need Daughter. Kate. Caitlin. Yeah, he just yeah. responds to that one sentence. Oh, it's, I'm glad you have a new friend. The letters make no sense, and he's by the way, he purchased a bunny in prison somehow. He did. Um, Someone like, smuggled that in. in wait, something. They smuggled it in, or he got it at the gift shop downstairs. Like, where <laughs> yeah, did he get this fucking the, bunny? The prison gift shop. <laughs> the yeah, prison duh. Gift shop. That's where I got this necklace. Because he can't wait. <laughs> That's you know, where I got this ankle bracelet. <laughs> he's about to get out in like two days, and he can't wait to give this bunny. He's to getting his out on July fourteenth. Was it? Oh yeah, they mentioned it a lot. Yeah, July fourteenth, oh, yeah. and it was the day of his daughter's birth. Birthday. Yeah. That's how you say yeah. that. Birthday. <laughs> it was his daughter's birthday, and so he wanted to give her the bunny. See, I feel like we've been talking forever. But let's fast forward. Literally yeah, let's... not even the movie. And we're the... like two minutes into the movie. The yeah. movie really just takes place on this plane. Yeah. The the plot is they called have to... Jailbird. That yes. is the name of the plane. Yes. And they have to transport the most dangerous criminals from one penitentiary in Alabama to I or is it in Alabama? I don't know. Wherever they are, they have yeah. to transport all the worst criminals in the world to this brand new state of the art facility, and they also have this guy who's getting out in two days and is yeah. a low level no criminal. Here. He he's barely a criminal. Also, Dave Chappelle's character he mentions he was locked up for like petty theft, arson, and drugs. But then, then we also have people who've killed thirty people and. People who are yeah, rapists. Th- there just... is a range of people. Yeah, if I was being let out of prison on parole, I'd be like, yeah, I'd prefer if you just let me take a separate plane yeah. that was just normal. Like, why is he in handcuffs if he's getting out? Why was he handcuffed up? I like, guess he's... I guess they still cuff people up in that situation. But why didn't he just get know. out from the prison that he was in? Right. I... Has his wife why do you come have to pick fly him away? Up? Well, yeah. Why are they putting him on that plane? Just I, so the movie could happen. I'm angry. It's ridiculous. Just so the movie but they angry. set up the movie yep. so that the audience is aware that Nicolas Cage's character is a real hero. He's a, He's good a real guy. good guy. Him and his best he friend, was... Bubba, Gump, Bubba Gump, are good guys on the plane. Yes. Is that Bubba Gump? That's yeah. Bubba Gump, yeah. And he's playing the exact same character. where He's just a, the best friend to a simple man from Alabama. Oh, wow. my God. <laughs> it's, it's, it's spot on. He even has a scene towards the end, spoilers, where he's shot, and it's very much like that scene in Forrest Gump where he's like, I think I might be dying. Please hold me. It's like, what? They literally lifted that right out of Forrest Gump. And then wow. we're introduced to Cyrus the Virus. Cyrus the Virus. Malkovich. Malkovich, who is... Too good to be in this He's movie. So good. He's good and kind of secretly hot. <laughs> there's no secret about <laughs> no, it. No, he's just hot. <laughs> Is he's he? Good. I just like I I was thinking it and then I was like, You're 
wrong. He's like intellectually right. hot. He yeah. takes charge in this movie in a way that he doesn't often in True. other movies. You're right. Where he's real like he's the, an intellectual guy, but he's like a real alpha male tough mm-hmm. guy while he's doing it. You just don't see Malkovich do that that often. Yeah. yeah. With with his like he's articulate, but he's also very oh, like yeah. bossy. So Malkovich is always very articulate. Everything he says. I want you to paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> apparently, he, he was <laughs> very upset because <laughs> from Titanic. Um, apparently, Malkovich was very upset because they kept changing the script and yeah. he didn't have like the direction of his character, and so Ooh. he was like kind of upset. Yeah, about we that. talked about both. He's these, a real actor. Both of these <laughs> movies heavily improvised, a lot of rewrites every day, which Nick Cage loved. The bunny idea, all him. That Hilarious. wasn't in the script. He's just like, I should have a bunny. <laughs> I need a bunny. There's, there needs to be something to connect me, which does kind of work sense. at the end. Put the bunny back. Which in the is box. An, honestly, that makes me mad because he fucking learned origami. Make her a bouquet of flowers out of paper. Did he learn origami? Yes, he, he did. He sat there and oh, like wow. had the little. There's swan. so much happening in those montages. I you can't keep track of it. Yeah, them. it's wild. Yeah. Then okay, so we're on this jailbird, this plane, Con Air, Con if you Air, will. yeah. And the prisoners get out. They take over the plane. A lot of craziness happens. Yeah. And then we have this side plot with John Cusack. Yeah. And this dick of mm-hmm. a DEA agent. Oh yeah. I could not fucking stand that man. I was like, is he going to die yeah, at he's, some point in this movie? Yeah, he's the bad guy of the good guys, for sure. Just every and choice he made made me angry. He was the reason that the plane really got all fucked up. Yeah. Because yeah. and his only motivation was that his partner died. Yeah. Well, he let his partner on the plane with a with a gun. With a gun. Which they said not Fuck. to do, and I that was hate that guy. Yeah, they make the DEA look like idiots. It's wild. Well, yeah, um, and the prisoners are smart. They have this amazing takeover scenario with with Dave Chappelle that lighting the guy on fire for a long time, which somehow it all hinges on Dave Chappelle's character, who is doesn't seem like the most reliable guy. Yeah, um, yeah. And there's so much to get it's into. It's all but... over the place. Like us talking about it, I'm. Confused. I'm confused. Yeah. yeah, it's you know we could go. I realize now. As this yeah, friend. like we haven't even scratched the surface, Ugh. but we do have to move on. I know. Here. Oh my god. Um, let's talk about if we could trade faces with anyone, like in Face Off. <laughs> we could switch bodies if we could trade faces, maybe forever, maybe temporarily. Who would you trade with? Wow, what a question. It's it's tough. Trading faces, baby. Yeah. Yeah, trading faces, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, that jingle. is a good question. I think if I was going to trade faces with someone, I would, and I, I want to clarify that for my specific purposes in this game, it would not be permanently because I like my face and I want to be me. Yeah. But if I had got <laughs> to, be me. if I got to trade spaces, f- spaces, <laughs> trading spaces. <laughs> if I got to trade baby, faces. Yeah. With someone for, let's say, a week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like the movie. Yeah. yeah. And I would just be that person, full body yeah. realness. I'd be Beyonce. Duh. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I mean, one. I would just have a week of luxury, a week of, you know, denying Jay-Z sex, a week of- <laughs> That's um, good. Uh-uh, honey. Uh-uh. <laughs> not now. Not never. Not I would, getting this lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> I just think she's the most, she's so gorge and yeah. it would be so fun. And yeah, that's who I'd choose. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a good answer. But you'd still want to go back to yourself. Oh, yeah. I definitely want to go back. And I wouldn't life... want to be famous forever. Yeah. Because that is, she can't go to the it's store. It's she exhausting. Can't yeah. It would be fun for maybe a week, but I bet even on the sixth or seventh day. It's a lot like, of DoorDash, never going out to eat. I'd have Get to make sure that she had nothing on the agenda. Yeah. Right. I wouldn't be able to talk or obviously seeing like her. Yeah, you'd have you choose a week where she's just where on she vacation. Just, yeah, yeah, on vacation on one of those boats. Yeah, jumping off a yacht. Like Ooh. yes. Yeah, and I'd invite everyone from her little black book, all mm-hmm. the people. Nice. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I would probably, and this is kind of controversial, but <gasps> I would probably take Jeff Bezos' spot. Oh, just so you can be evil for a week. No, wrong. <laughs> so I could take most of his money and give it away. To everybody <gasps> in what the world. What a hero. Yeah. You're gonna you s- just use your facial recognition app to get into his Bitcoin and just transfer all I'm the gonna money. I'm going to transfer yeah. all of it to every single, like, good, the Wildlife Fund, Best Friends Foundation. You could end homelessness. Basically. End homelessness. World hunger. world hunger. I'd give it all away. And then and then I'd want him to come back. Like, I'd, want, I'd do it temporary. And then I'd want him to come back into his own body and be like, what? Where's my fucking money? I was going to space tomorrow. Yeah. You're really pulling that. over. Maybe, but maybe when he, because that's the thing, these people are switching with us too, so he'd be you for that week. Yeah. Maybe he fucks up your life because he's evil. Or maybe he makes it richer. Maybe, yeah, because he's a capitalist. Because he's a capitalist. Same thing as evil. <laughs> I bet Beyonce would love to live my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be pretty subdued for her for, for a while. You know? Yeah, She'd I mean, like I don't have a job. Yeah. So she'd be, feel relieved. It'd be honestly. like a little vacation for yeah. her while you're yeah. on her vacation. Yeah. And she get a never mind. Well, I'm gonna go kind of along similar lines of, of your logic there, Michael. I'm gonna choose uh a celebrity that seems to have a pretty good life. I'm gonna go with Matthew McConaughey. Ah. Uh, all, right, all, right, all, right, all right, all right, all right, all right. And I would choose a week where he's maybe not filming anything or yeah. Apparently running for governor that I just learned. I like about. how we think we could figure it. Like, yeah. uh, like we could figure out. Yeah, I'm gonna look at their schedule. Yeah. Can I see your agenda out? before we <laughs> switch like, faces? I, you know, I've I've heard that he hangs out in Hawaii a bunch with Woody Harrelson, Owen Wilson, and Willie Nelson, and just smokes pot and plays poker with those guys. And that Hell sounds like fun. Yeah. yeah, that does sound fun. And that just seems like a life. I want to have for a week. Oh, hell know? yeah, brother. And just be him, have his swagger, be cool, you know? Playing I'm, the bongos I, naked, man. Yeah, I mean, I could do that, but I wouldn't I wouldn't get away with it as well as he could. He did not get away with it. He was photographed. No, no, but it, no, he didn't get away with it in terms of like not getting photographed. And I would have gotten away with it, <laughs> but too. It, but it if helped, I was Matthew McConaughey. But it did help his brand. It like... It, it it helped did. him establish him being more McConaughey. Whereas... There's naked photos of him playing the bongos. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was oh, like yeah. 10, Full 15 frontal. years ago. Full frontal. Yeah. Oh, Michael's yeah. gone. I, I, Michael I has left the room. You need to spend more time on TMZ. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, he just seems he's so relaxed and chill, and he just everything's so cool and easy breezy for him. I want to have that life for a week, but only a week. And go back to my life because it's just yeah. You don't want to get into that governor race. That no, sounds like a no. terrible time. And you know his movie. He doesn't work as much as Nick Cage, who's constantly on movie sets. Yeah, because uh, he's, he's got serious spending problems. Right, right. But McConaughey seems like a, an actor whose life is a little bit more easy breezy. Yeah. So yeah. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Trading faces. And now we baby. have to make a decision yeah. here. We have to make a decision. Which we think is better, well, Con Air or Face Off? I, you know, I was confused watching these movies, and I was <laughs> they more are confused confusing. now that we talked about these movies. Um, 
listen, they're they're both very fun. They both have great action. Nicolas Cage is insane in both. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy the ensemble of Con Air a little bit more mm. than what's going on in Face Off. I think Face Off for me, I just I could not get past yeah. that terrible science that they were trying to make up. It just didn't. Just oh, make I, it magic. I love the science. Just make it's it magic. Great. It checks out. So Con, con Air for me. <laughs> con Air. All right. So coming from a place where I'd never seen either of these movies and coming from a place where I never saw much action movies. A place of ignorance. A place of ignorance, <laughs> if you will, as far as action movie goes. And westerns. Um, yeah, but you'll have to tune into the Unforgiven episode to listen to that. <laughs> um, I am going to choose Con Air because oh. I enjoyed it more. I thought it was more fun. Honestly, face off the last 40 minutes it felt like we're just explosions and fighting and i was annoyed by that so i'm gonna choose con air and i thought this the sweetness in the story was uh better yeah i love both of these movies and i had a great time and i find them very very watchable and funny and goofy and you can laugh at them and have fun but yeah face off is like 30 minutes longer, so it kind of wears oh on me God, a little bit. It doesn't fucking And end. the action, uh, in addition to your points, I do like the ensemble more of Con Air and all that. The action in Face Off is a lot more just guns and, and bullets flying everywhere, whereas I like the, like, the vehicle-driven action of the plane in Con Air. I find that to be more fun. And it's, I mean... Both of these endings are great, but the ending of Con Air is fantastic with yeah, the plane going into Los Angeles. It really is. It's yeah, so fun. It's great. So for that reason, I'm going to agree, and we're going to have our first, or yeah, since week four, our first unanimous decision again. Since week four? Since week four. We had it like wow. a few weeks in a row, but wow. it's been a while. We're all going to choose Con Air. Hey. All right. At Cinema Smackdown Pod, we're just three guys talking about movies that we've seen. And while doing this podcast feels like we have the whole world in our hands, we want you to join in our world as well. We invite you to get involved in the discussion on social media. Add us on Instagram and Twitter at Cinema Smackdown Pod and be our hero. There are many different ways to get involved. Plan A, you tell us all of your thoughts. Or Plan B, why don't we just kill each other? Let's stick with Plan A, shall we? Join in the discussion at Cinema Smackdown Pod. Next week, guys, it's the season finale. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. You know, we're going to have the bracket together. All these movies, we have eight movies together now. We're going to get down to four. We're going to get down to two. And then those final two, we're going to choose a winner. And these are not going to be similar movies for the most part. They're going to be very disparate movies. Yeah. And and I think, Greg, you said you had a way that you were going to yeah. put them together. We're going to try to do this very democratically and just do it by scores. On Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, we're going to average all the audience, all the critic scores, and have a ranking of first seed, second seed, third seed, and have them face off like you would in any sort of like NCAA final face bracket. Face off. <gasps> face off. Nice. So but ultimately, we will decide We the get best. to decide, but we're going to go through matchup by matchup and then eventually and have then a winner. And kind of go through each again and, and kind of refresh your minds, and mm-hmm. we're going to find out I who is wait. the winner of Cinema Smackdown Season 2. So stay tuned for that. Till next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Michael. And I'm Greg. Bye. Bye. How do I get through a night without you? 
I had to live without you What kind of life 